Okay, we're learning Daf Chav Gimel. So we've been discussing uh, how we can use a Pesach, an opening to be Matar and Nadar. And the idea of a Pesach, again, is that new information comes to light. And had the person known this new information at the time they took the Nadar, then they can honestly say they wouldn't have taken the Nadar. So at that point, they didn't know it. They only know it now. But they're able to find some sort of Taos in, in, in their original Taos and take it away. So the Gemara is giving us different stories of very unlikely Pesachim. Some of them are ironic. Some of them are almost, you know, sense of humor towards them a little bit, but the point is that there's something interesting, new information coming to light now, which would have caused them not to make an other. So we're up to Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Yossi, Nidra, Lamishra. So it's seven lines down. So Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Yossi, had an adder, he wanted to be Madra. Also, the Kamadra Rabbani came in front of the Rabbana, and he asked him to be Madra, and Adra, and So they gave him a possible opening. If you have known this, would you have done it? You know, they asked him something, like maybe some of the stuff we learned about yesterday about the, the wrongdoing and taking an Adar Amalu'i, and he said, you know what, I still would have done it. So, they asked him, what about this one? Would you have known this circumstance, would you have still done it? and he says, yes, this happens many times, and they're not being able to be mopped in the matter, and not in the matter. What happened? There was a Katsara. Katsara is a guy, his business is that he does the laundry for the people. So, you know, like the cleaners man, he sees that the Rabbanon were... Troubled. In other words, he sees the, the frustration. It's a very interesting sense of frustration that sets into the rabbi when he can't be mater nether. It's, 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 a, it's, it's, it's holding back in the halacha, but it's also only back in the relationship, meaning to say, like, this guy's driving me nuts. So there's like a little bit of that in the, in, 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 in the frustration a little bit. So this, the, the, this laundry guy sees that the rabbanon were, were frustrated. So therefore he came out with his with his sting, like his, his clee from the, the cleaners, whatever it does, the thing that spritzes the water. He comes out with it and he smacks Rabbi Yishmael with it. Right? Where he goes like, what are you doing, Rabbi Yishmael? You got the Rabbanon and all frustrated. So he feels like here, it's interesting how he's like, it almost looks like he's stepping up to defend the honor of the rabbis who have gotten frustrated by Rabbi Yishmael, Rabbi Yossi's line of questioning here. And um, so he takes out his, 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 his clee and he smacks him. So Amar Dati Tamakli Katsara Lo Najri Bishmal but right away says, What's his reaction? If I would have known that my nether would lead to me getting hit in the face you know, over here with this Kli, to such a thing I never would have mounted the nether with Charlotte Nafri. So he himself had come up with the uh, with, with with his own hatter. And again, it doesn't mean he was mounted for himself. You can't do that, but it means that the 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 the, the Svara, the logic of the Pasak was something which originated from him himself. Okay, so the Kumar has now an interesting question, and this is something which is a new twist, something that we haven't yet seen. This is a new development which would never, you never think would happen. No one could ever think that, oh yeah, maybe if I make this nether, I'm going to get hit in the head with a uh, sprinkler from the laundromat. Like nobody's thinking ever in those lines. So therefore what? But Tanina, we learned in a Mishnah later in the Mesechta, in although you're able to use a Pasa, some new information comes to light and you say if that, if I would have known that before I wouldn't have made the nether, that only works if it's somewhat of a reasonable thing that that information may come. You weren't aware of it. But it's somewhat reasonable that, you, that it may come to light and that you may become aware of it. There we say, when you find out about it and you claim you wouldn't have made the nether if you would have known about it, so there the nether is a no. But here, something which is called no lad is totally unexpected, out of left field, something which in your wildest dreams would never happen, like something like this, what the Gemara is saying, right? No one ever would possibly think it could tell you a logical story that a guy made a nether and then end up getting hit because of the nether. That's the most unexpected thing. An unexpected change you can't use for a Pesach. And the aside of that din, impossible but no lot, is because the whole point is 
that we see somewhat of a faulty das in the original taking of the nether. So you could say that if it's something that you should have thought through better, you should have anticipated it. on some level, you could have thought that through and think and, and realize what your nether way would impact your life. And you didn't. So we say, once you realize that, you're realizing there was something faulty in your original line of thinking. But here you don't have that because no matter what, what happens now, whatever crazy thing happens to Rabbi Yossi, even in retrospect, he didn't say, oh yeah, I would have been thinking about that, I wouldn't have done it, because there's no way he ever would have been thinking about that. So that's the caveat. Even though we have a Pesach, but it has to be somewhat normal for that, for that occurrence to happen. If it's a fluke, something which is totally unexpected, it can't be used. So the Gemara is asking, this is like an example of something which is a nolad. So Ravina answers in Malay, I love noladu. It's actually not nolad. There's a bunch of bad people out there in the world. What, they're short, bad, bad cleaners who are wanting, looking for every opportunity to hit rabbis? That's what they're, they're sitting there all day waiting to do. Meaning to say as if, Gemara is saying an interesting idea. I, I like, it's a little, it's a, there's a tiny sense of humor in what the Gemara is saying, which is that as if, you know, everybody's trying to get their rabbi. And the point is that Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Yossi, he could have expected, he was a rabbi making the nether, right? So, if you would see that what, what's going to happen if his nether would have led to coming to the Chacham and being not their nether and it would have come to a, a frustration and, and this issue, probably someone would be out to get him because of it. So therefore, it's not, considered, um, it's not considered an unexpected thing. He should have expected that any excuse might be, might be held against the rabbi. And therefore, if it happened, it's not defined as a no lad. Okay, very good. Says the Gemara here, another story. His wife had a daughter. So meaning there was a previous marriage that his wife had. And uh, she had a daughter. Who am I? Now, when they came to, to, to marrying off this, this, this perspective, um, this, marrying off this girl and finding the perspective of for her, who am I? said she should be married to his relative. He thought that it would be suitable for one of his, his relatives. He, Amr al but his wife said she'd given over to her family. So the question is, who to listen to? So Amr Allah, Abai said to his wife, Tisara and also Allah, all of all of my stuff should become Asr and you. In other words, you should be Asr to benefit from me. If you go against what I want, and marry her off to one of your relatives. Meaning to say, he's threatening his own wife. Abai is telling his wife, if you don't listen to me, if you take a shidduch for this, for this daughter from your family, then you will become Asr and all my stuff. What happens? She went and she goes directly against what he said. She marries her off to her relatives. And he wanted to be mother is not there because he didn't want now that his wife should, have, should be usher to benefit from him. If you would have known that she was going to go against what you said, would you have ever made the nether? Meaning you made the nether to threaten her. Right? It was threatening. It was a tactic to get her to, to listen to you. But if you would have known that she wasn't going to listen to you and that she was actually going to follow through and that she was a tough and stubborn woman and which therefore had made the nether trigger that you become Asr, would you have ever made the nether? So Amalea Abai said, Lo, no, Vishayi Rav Yosef. So therefore, Rav Yosef was him from the nether. So this is a really interesting one because this is not a Pesach on anything from the outside. This is simply a Pesach from the inside. The Pesach basically is that even though you said you're making it, maybe you only were using it as a factor to intimidate somebody else. And if you would have known that it would actually come to reality and that your threat and intimidation wouldn't work, then would you have bothered making the nether? And the answer is no. I'm only making this in order to intimidate. So that itself ends up being a Pesach. So it's a fascinating type of Pesach, something new that we've seen. So the Marxist Mishark who said you could do that? Right? In other words, there's a contradiction for the nether, and that's the tifkite. Normally, a Pesach works on the outside. There's new information comes to light. Right? You find something out, you say, you know, had I known this, had I understood this, I wouldn't have made the nether. 
Here, the Pesach is against the very fundamental of the nether. The nether is telling the wife, if you transgress what I want, if you, if, if, if you override my, my wishes, so then you should become Asr. What's the Pesach? Oh, you don't really mean what you say. But the word said it, right? You do say it. So what are you saying the Pesach? We have to figure out that he was only using it as a factor to intimidate, and that had he known she was actually going to follow through, he wouldn't have taken the nether. So who says you can do such a thing? Maybe a Pesach has to be from the outside. It can't be contradicted from the, from the essence of the nether. Says the Gemara, in, there is such a way to do it. Vatani, it says in a Braisa, in, in, in a positive sense, Maizvah, the Machal, there's a story with the person who traded the position with Allah's regal. He answered up his wife with a nether from going up to the regal. So in other words, usually, big question, what does Aliyah the regal here mean? Right? Normally, it means a mitzvah, and then maybe women have to go up, the whole sugi v'chagiga, certain things, to eat from the kabanos. But the Rishonim here say it doesn't mean the mitzvah of Aliyah regal. It just means, uh, you know, a trip to Jerusalem, not, not specific and to, to, for the chagim. Necessarily, even though it says the regal, maybe it means more for a shear, the Rishonim say. Very interesting how they get out of this. The Akhopadim, the, the, the man did not want his wife going up to Jerusalem. He wanted her to remain home. So therefore, he used a nedu to threaten her. He said, if you're going to go up, then all my stuff is going to be also on you, something like that. What happened? She didn't listen. Baba died to the laws of the regal. Very similar case to what we're saying. So she disobeys. So now the man, the husband comes in front of Rabbi he wants to be Matar's nether. Rabbi says, If you would have known that she's not going to listen to you, she's going to go up, would you have ever made the nether? He said, No. So therefore, he threw Rabbi Yossi. was Matar him from the nether. Okay, very good. Now, there's a very interesting question here from the Ran on the side of the Gemara. The Ran Dibar Maskal in Vahatanya has a kasha. Why isn't this Nidre Zruzin? Nidre Zruzin, we learn, is when a person says the words of a nether, he's in the open market as a seller, and he says, All the money of the sale should become Asra me if I go less than four. And Lamaisa, we said that he only was using that as a way to threaten or whatever, intimidate the, the buyer, push the sale down to three. And therefore, if he accepts three, no, no nether is binding, he's allowed to benefit from the money. What's the idea? There wasn't even a Pesach. It's not a Pesach. It's not as if you have to go to the rabbi. We learned it's just, it's understood that the words were only being used to threaten and intimidate. It wasn't being used, it wasn't being used literally. It was only being used for a different tactic. So the Ram is bothered in this case where the husband, you know, Abai and his wife, or this husband and his wife, why don't we say that it's just simply Nidre's Zeruzin because it was only being used as a threat. And since it was only being used as a threat, you shouldn't even need Hetzer. Again, that's not what the Gemara is saying. The Gemara is saying you needed a Hetzer. You come to the rabbi, the rabbi, and the rabbi makes a Pesach, and he says, had you known this information, would you have ever made it? And if he, in other words, had you known the information that it wasn't going to work, would you have ever made it? And the answer is, no, I wouldn't have. And we say, okay, so then your Hetzer is a no. It's a, it's Atars Nadarm. What the Ran is asking is that you don't have to go to the rabbi. You don't need a Pesach. You don't need Atars Nadarm. It shouldn't should be understood that the words are only being used as a motivation of zeros. So look at the Ran, Dibra Maskal, in Ratanya. Why isn't the Nether Says the Ran, in the cases of the buyer and the seller, neither of them ever meant it. They never cared about four and two, they were just trying to push each other to a medium price. But over here, it's a very, very lumdish Ran. The point that the Ran is saying is, over there, everyone was really, everyone wanted to agree to the three Nadarim, and to the three Dinarim, and, they were, and therefore it wasn't Chal at all. Here, Hitaka means that his wife should not disobey what he said. There's no question. He meant that point. Don't not listen to me. I want you to listen to me. So this is the key difference. In the case of the, of, of the seller and the, and the buyer, when the seller said, if you give me less than four, it's awesome. What's the aside? He never really cared to get four. Even the words that said, he never cared about the actual words he said. He never cared about getting four. 
And therefore we say it's the nether is not binding Nizrei Zuzin, nothing at all. Masha'inkin by us, he always cared that the wife should not disobey. He always cared about that point. The essence of what he's saying, that he didn't want his wife to disobey him is something he always cared about. Had he known that she would follow through and therefore went to work, and, and, there, and therefore there's, she, would, she would trigger the nether, would he still have made it? Maybe not. And that's called the Pesach. But he did, he was serious about his wish that she shouldn't disobey him. That's what it seems the Ran is saying the Chilak is. The Ran then gets stuck on something from the next Mishnah we're going to learn. So let's learn the Mishnah and then we'll come back eventually. So basic Yisoyed is Nidre's using is only when the wish of the Nether that I, I, I won't accept less than four. We know that that's actually not true. A person has no desire for four, he's okay with three. But here a person has the desire that his wife shouldn't disobey him. So the question just is, was he absolutely serious that, 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 that she should become Asr if, if If not... Okay, we could say that, that he went to made the nether and therefore that's called a Pesach, but that's not in Israel's reason. Says the Mishnah. Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov, you have a person, he's trying to make a nether against his friend to pressure him into eating by him. So in other words, this is a really aggressive guy and he really wants, call him Ruvain. Ruvain's got a, is very into his ability of hosting and he's got a friend Shimon and he really wants Shimon to come over to his house. So he says, Shimon, he invites him for a meal. Shimon says, no. Ruvain says, very strong. He, he's trying to intimidate him with, with a nether. If you do not show up at my house, X, Y, and Z. Right? In other words, all my stuff will forever be us around you or something really extreme. And that's, again, being used as a form of intimidation to compel Shimon to show up at his house. But here's the issue. Ruvain doesn't really want that. That's not what Ruvain wants. Ruvain doesn't want all of his stuff to be us around Shimon. Ruvain is just really trying to threaten Shimon. He really just wants Shimon to show up and they should be best friends, right? So that, that, what, how does he get out of that? Yomar lo, he should say, he should say before he takes the nether, he should say, he should give a little preface. Any nether I'm going to say in the future should be null and void. And then he could say the nether. Then as long as that will be effective, as long as he remembers about this disclaimer at the time that he makes the nether. So Pashup Shad in the Mishnah is, <laughs> Kamar is obviously going to be bothered about the tactic. But Ruvain says to Shimon, before he takes the nether, he says to him, he says, any nether that, I'm about to, that I can take in the future should be null and void. First makes that disclaimer. And then he says, if you don't show up in my house, then every single thing that I own should become Asaranyo. Then, as long as Ruvain remembered about his disclaimer at the time that he made the nether, everything is fine. The disclaimer is going to basically undercut the, pa- the power of the nether because the das was already said. That was the disclaimer that any nether that I say is null and void. So you put out the disclaimer first. And then make the nether. And then it's not going to be binding. Great. So that's a way how Reuben can make the nether and still not have the nether be binding. Now, there's an obvious problem in the Metzias here, which is what the Gemara jumps all over. The guy is going to make the disclaimer. Public disclaimer. Reuben tells Shimon, any nether that I'm making is null and void. And then he takes the nether. Then the nether is not going to have no effect. Meaning, what's the Gemara asking? Shimon's trying to get, Reuben was trying to get Shimon to eat by his house. That's the whole point. So he's trying to intimidate him, but he's going to make the nether. If you don't show up in my house, then all my stuff's going to become Asr on you. But if Shimon heard Reuven make a disclaimer first, that any nether that I say is null and void, if he t- Reuven told that to Shimon first, and now Reuven makes the nether, so then Shimon ain't afraid of nothing. So basically, this whole thing, this whole tactic of making the nether isn't going to work. It's not going to be effective. So if the only way to make the nether and not actually have it follow through would be with the disclaimer that you throw out from the outset, any nether that I'm going to make is full and void, then you may as well just drop this whole game because Shimon's going to be like, okay, I'm not scared of that nether. You said any nether you make is null and void. So what in the world is going on here? Okay, again, one more time. A little funny phases here because it's a funny case. 
You have Reuven who wants Shimon to eat by his house. Reuven asks him, Shimon says no. Reuven therefore wants to threaten him and say, if you don't eat by my house, all my stuff will be ushered to you. But Reuven doesn't really want that to happen. The Mishnah advises him to make a disclaimer to Shimon first by saying, any nether that I take will be null and void, and then making the nether. The Gemara is not jumping all over that and saying, I don't understand. Then you may as well, you're wasting your time because Shimon is not going to be moved by this nether. Obviously, he knows that any nether which comes out of Reuven's mouth is null and void because that was the disclaimer that was said. So then why is Reuven bothering? Very good. Okay, we'll see. We'll let it emerge. So the Gemara says, We have to say there are words that are missing as if the words are missing from the Mishnah of Apple, is the way it reads. Somebody wants his friend to eat by him. But he's declining, right? He's saying no. And now he makes an adder, meaning no disclaimer business. Pashup shot. Ruvain wants Shimon to come. Shimon says no. And Ruvain takes an adder on him. He says, if you don't show up, all my stuff is awesome. That's the part that was missing from the mission. That's simply Nidre Zeruzin. It's exactly like the, it's exactly kind of similar to the cases that we learned previously with the buyer and the seller, where one is saying four and one is saying two. And we say, hey, they were only using the nether as a means to threaten, intimidate, to get the price to drop, but they never made, they never cared about the nether. So here, what's the Gemara saying? It's Nidre Zeruzin. Let's be very careful. Practically, do you have to go to a rabbi and get it hotar? No. The Gemara says it's Nidre Zeruzin, meaning we just tell from the context, you never meant it. You never meant it. You didn't actually want your friend to become awesome you if you wouldn't show up. You were just trying to say something to get him into coming. Therefore, that's Nidre Zuzin. Therefore, it's never Chal, therefore nothing. That's what the Gemara is saying. What's the obvious Gasha? That was the run that I said over to you right before the Mishnah. In the Gemara, it's right before that Mishnah. What was the case? A man said to his wife, if you transgress, if I said, if you marry off the daughter to your family, then what? All the stuff should become Asr on you. Did the Gemara call that Nidre Zuzin? It did not. It said that Abai could go to a rabbi and make a Pesach that had he known that the wife was actually going to follow through, he wouldn't have made the nether, and therefore the rabbi annuls it. The Gemara did not say it's Nidre's reason. What was the round's part? What was the idea? That by the seller, it's only Nidre's reason. Why? Because the, sever, the seller never cared about four. He only cared about three. But here, Abai cared that his wife shouldn't transgress. That's why it wasn't Nidre's reason. So the same thing here in Argamar. Why don't I say, I cared that my friend should show up? So the, it shouldn't be Nidre Zuzin. It should only be a Pesach. But had I known that my friend would actually not show up, I wouldn't have made the nether. Okay, maybe that could be a Pesach. How does the Gemara say Nidre Zuzin? So the Ran himself is bothered by that. And the Ran basically more or less comes out that we just have to say it depends how compelling the context is. In the context of somebody refusing, wanting his friend to come, and then he threatens him, if he doesn't show up, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to make this nether upon you. It is absolutely clear it's compelling to everyone around. You know, it's something where even it goes unsaid that the person doesn't really want the nether to go through. It's only, only, only in order to threaten and intimidate. It's just a means of almost like a way of speech. I really want you to come. That's why this Gemara is Nidra Zuzin. But in the case of the husband and the wife debating about who's to marry, there it's less compelling from context that it is not meant as a legitimate nether. It is less compelling from the context. Therefore, the words themselves are chal. And all that we have would be a Pesach. That's what the round back on the, on the Ahmed Aleph says. So it gets very, very difficult because how do we know, right? How does he know? So if you take a look at the wide line, Chavkim Ahmed Aleph in the Ran, What's the difference? There we're saying it's Nidre Zuzin. So so too with Abai and his wife, Yishlomar. And the key, this is the key in the, in the variable is, 
Do you really think your friend not showing up is a reason for him to be us and all benefit from you for the rest of his life? Like, come on. That, obviously, that, that's way extreme. And the point is, it's just a figure of speech to get him to come. I mean, you're marrying somebody off. Is it your family or my family? A life's decision, a fork in the road. That's a big deal. Maybe it is so important that his wife listened to the husband's wishes that he actually wants his wife to be ushered to him if, uh, if she doesn't listen. So we can't tell from the words itself. We don't hear in the nether that it's only a threat. From the words in the nether, we do hear a nether. There, that's only a Pesach. That had you known she was going to follow through, maybe you wouldn't have done it. If I answered yes, we could be mad. So in sum, it becomes a little bit complicated. The case in the mission of the original Nizri's using the buyer and the seller was super simple. They never cared about four. They taka never cared about four. It was always just a means of getting to three. That's obviously Nizri's using. In Argamar, we're seeing Nizri's using by the friend inviting his other friend to his house because even though he does care for his friend to come, he doesn't care that that is clear from the Indian. It's absolutely clear from the context that nobody would care that much about their friend not coming to the house, that it should taka desire and that they're binding against him if he doesn't show up. That's therefore also Nidre's reason. Then there's a lower level, a lower level where we say something with the, with the husband and the wife fighting, where he said, if, if, if you transgress my, 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 my preference and I want the nether, we can't tell from the Indian itself, from the words itself, if he's using it as threat or not. Therefore, the nether is chal. He just he could go to the rabbi and get heter nidarim with a pasach and saying, if I would have known the wife wasn't going to listen, I wouldn't have made the nether. All right. So that's the part that was missing from the Mishnah, that with the case of the friend inviting it is actually really Nidre's reason. Then the Mishnah makes a new point. Somebody wants that his Nidarm should not be enforced all year long, meaning it's not a continuation. The Mishnah then moves on to a new point. Somebody who in general is nervous about himself. He's nervous about his state of mind, meaning he's somewhat, you know, wobbly. So he says, let me throw out a disclaimer on Rosh Hashanah that any Nidarm that I make all year long will not be valid. And then, then, as long as I remember my, my disclaimer at the time when I make the nether, so then any nether that I make during the year is null and void. So it's not, it's not a continuation of our point with the friend eating by his house. It's not a new point that the Mishnah is making entirely. You want to be careful with your nadarim? Just throw out the disclaimer at the beginning of the year, and then you're good to go and make nadarim, and it won't, be, it won't be valid. But we say, if you remember the disclaimer, so the Gemara doesn't understand that. If you remember the disclaimer and you still made a nether, so what did you do? You're, you're uprooting it. The Kaila Nidre, you're confirming your nether. Meaning, there's no rule that once you make a disclaimer, you can't make a nether. Just a shot is that establishes what your das is. But if you remember the disclaimer and, and nonetheless you go against it, so you're uprooting the disclaimer. That's what you're saying. You're saying my true intent now is to make a nether. So the, what's this whole disclaimer? How does it work? If you're saying you have to remember the disclaimer, if anything, that's backwards. Remembering it is a reason why you're actually uprooting it when you make the nether. Therefore, the nether should be mine. So therefore, I'm ah, yeah, you're right. The girsa is wrong. We have to change the girsa. Tani, we change. Actually, it only works if you don't remember it. So fascinating. You make a disclaimer on Rosh Hashanah, I don't want any of my nidarim to be null and void. I want all my nidarim to be that I make to be null and void. Then, throughout the year, if you remember them and you still make a nadir, okay, those nidarim will be binding. But at least if you don't think, you don't remember it, then we say the disclaimer can undercut your das. Now we basically say, oh, you just forgot about the disclaimer, but the disclaimer already said that you don't have das on nidarim, and therefore it will stop those types of nidarim from taking place. Of a different answer, which it works in the same way, just... It doesn't change the girsa. Rava doesn't like, that's what the Rishonim say. Rava agrees with everything Abai said. That the way the stipulation works is you make the disclaimer and then for the Nadarm you don't remember, it, it, it could stop them. For those that you do, if you, but if you, re, if you remember the disclaimer, then, you, then it won't work. He agrees to that point, but he, want, he doesn't like that we have to change the girsa in the, in the, in, in the Mishnah. So Rava Amar, it's like the way the original girsa was. 
that as long as you remember the disclaimer. But what does that mean? The case is you made the disclaimer, but you don't remember what you said. Meaning you, you, you made a stipulation that certain types of Nadarim shouldn't be effective. You didn't say broadly, no Nadarim should take effect. You were out specific, a certain type of nether shouldn't take effect. But now, now you're standing during the year and you don't remember what you said on Rosh Hashanah. Now during sometime during the year, six months later, whatever it is, you're making a nether. And you can't remember if you stipulated that such a nether shouldn't be binding. So nether. If, if, if you remember about the stipulation and you mention it at the time of the nether, then what? He says, yes, I'm making a nether now. But my das now, I want it to conform with my das on Rosh Hashanah. Meaning, I'm not trying to uproot what I said. The only reason I'm taking this nether is I don't remember. Let's just give an example. He, may, he can't remember if he said all nadarim that I take against grapes should be bottle or all nadarim that I take against oranges should be bottle. One of the two, he, he, he prefaced with his disclaimer that it shouldn't take effect. But now he's standing in January and he can't remember. Was it grapes that I said? Was it oranges that I said? I can't remember. Now he wants right now, his das is to take a nether, let's say, against the grapes. But he does, on the side that I made a disclaimer that all nadarim against grapes shouldn't be chal, I'm not trying to uproot that. I'm only taking the nether now to answer the grapes on the side that I didn't already establish that nadarim against grapes shouldn't be chal. So if you know exactly what you said and you make a nether anyway and you remembered it, of course you uprooted it and therefore it takes, it takes effect. But if you don't remember which one it is, then if now you make a nether and you connect it, you say, I'm try- not trying to uproot my das. I'm trying to conform to my das. I just don't remember what it is. And on the side that this is the thing I made the disclaimer about and I don't want it to take effect. So then, then the nether will not take effect. Whereas, if he didn't connect it, he didn't say, I want this in accordance to what I said about Rosh Hashanah. Then you abolish the stipulation and you confirm your nether. So the point is, I guess this is the missing point in the Gemara, is that later on, you suddenly remember what the disclaimer was. So you didn't remember if it was about grapes or oranges. You made the nether against the grapes on the tzad. That wasn't the thing that the disclaimer was about. And then you realize a couple weeks later, or maybe witnesses tell you whatever it was, that the disclaimer was indeed against the grapes. So then what's the halacha? The nether was not binding. Because I only said I'm taking the nether against grapes if this was not what I made the disclaimer about. So if I knew that I made the disclaimer against grapes, and I still made the nether against grapes, then I, I, was, I, was, I abolished the, 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 the disclaimer and therefore the nether is effective. But if I didn't remember what the disclaimer was, and I referenced that at the time that I made the nether, that I'm not trying to go against what I stipulated, I just don't remember what it was, then when it turns out that this was against your original disclaimer, then it wouldn't be how. So the Gemara then says a very interesting thing. What an unbelievable Yisoy that a person can make disclaimers about their future Nadarim and say that they shouldn't be Chal. Let's go teach this publicly. Let's go teach the Ayam about this. I'm like, Rabbi Rabbi said, Kasume. Look at what the Tana did. The Tana hid the Halacha. This is unbelievable. Chisura Mechsra, this is the main Makar. Right? What's the Pshat? Stam, there are missing words from the text. That's Stam the way it works? No. The Tana hides things. The Chesur Mechsar has a style of a Tana when he's actually trying to hide something from you. He knows that eventually he'll figure it out, but it takes Chachma, it takes a wisdom to understand the true intent of the Tana, and it's intentionally done that way. Imamish see that in the Gemara. The Tana intentionally did that. Why did the Tana do this? Why did he make our Mishra so confusing with it? Really, there was two different points with the friend and then... Because people know about this, they say, okay, it's an Adarim or a joke. You can just make a disclaimer in the beginning of the year and you're good to go. It's not so simple as we said. You remember, you didn't remember, right? So therefore, you're going to go out and you're going to teach it in a shir? What an interesting hashkaf on the Gemara. 
the Tana wasn't so clear and explicit about the din. He hid it in a chsurim Within the other case of the friend he was trying to get the, his other friend to come eat by his house where it was really Nidre's Ruzin, he hid it in there so not to show it as explicit, you shouldn't go teach it publicly. What an interesting idea. So therefore he wasn't happy with him going ahead and teaching it publicly. Now, of course, it goes without saying. Very, very famous Ron here. This is the aside for Kol Nidre. This is why we have Kol Nidre according to some Rishonim. Zalk you see when he talks about the halacha, about like Rav how it works. So it's like ten lines up from the bottom. Chav Kimel Amid Beis in the Ran. Vinira Mash Omerik Sas Kilos Biyom Kippur Kol Nidre Sorry, this that there is a minute in Klal Yisrael to say Kol Nidre as Yom Kippur starts. The Davar Zehim is Gavin. That's what we're trying to do. Levatal and Adarim Shishul Acher Mikain. That's what we're trying to do. It is that disclaimer. It's a stipulation that for the forthcoming year any Adarim that we make should be null and void. Elish Lashon Mishubash. The Ran says, by the way. Something is off with the Nusuch that we say in Davening. It's not clear in, in the Nusuch of Kol Nidri, are we referring to past Nidharm or future Nidharm? The truth is, we kind of mentioned both. And that's why it's confusing. If we only were trying to accomplish what Argamar was talking about and make the disclaimer, then what should we do? We should just do it privately. I'm sorry, we should just say the future Nidharm. We shouldn't make any reference to what was done in the past. And that's what he says, that it should have been careful. So the Ran says, Rabbi Yaakov switched the gears saw. We wanted it to be that way. But then the Ran says the most important thing. He says, if that's the reason we have Kol Nidre, then it's against what the Gemara's wishes. The Gemara says, we don't teach it publicly. Why? And here, right, is the holiest day of the year, the onset of that, your mom is teaching everybody to be Nai Kalos Rosh Fascinating. And the purpose of Kol Nidre, or the way that it works. So anyways, that's the bottom line. If there is an origin to Kol Nidre in this way, this is the one Gemara and the Rishonim where they get it from that is trying to be the stipulation that all Nidarim that are made in the forthcoming year should be null and void.